Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is March 11th. It is time for the Fightful.com post-WWE Fastlane podcast. Now, if you guys missed out last week, I started doing the uh, NXT review shows. That was about a half an hour covering some 205 Live things here and there. Also, I did a Ring of Honor 16th anniversary post show. That is up on the site as well. Did uh, match reviews and match ratings for that. As I did for this WWE Fastlane show, my match ratings and podcast notes are up there as well. So head over to Fightful.com because we have a ton of stuff coming to you, and especially in the coming weeks. Interviews every week, new podcasts every week, exclusives every week, and I have that Fightful Wrestling Weekly every Friday with about a 1,000 words worth of uh, exclusive info. Check out our friends over at LivingSharp.com who sponsored this show. A gift idea for any occasion, and I'm talking creative gift ideas uh there's something at every price range for almost for every emotion that you want to garner whether it's happiness you could, you could even make somebody a little bit sad over there as well we are a little bit sad to let you know that anna's going to take some time off from the show however even though she's doing that i already have three alternate commentaries with her in the can so alex she can't escape as no. you know all too well <laughs> I've been trying to escape. You all try to hit me with that Brock Lesnar schedule. That's but. right. That's true. I am. I am definitely a lazy part timer. Um, but uh, but loving 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 that schedule. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm sad to to not have uh, Anna as part of our our uh, triple threat on the pay per view uh, post pod. But um. Uh, I can't wait for she, for her to be back. I know she's doing a lot of great things with EBW Perth down there with all them Aussies, and um, uh, I, I'm you know I wish her Godspeed and yeah. return to us soon because I miss her already. Well, she does have we have uh, three alternate commentaries coming up for WrestleMania season. Uh, now that WrestleMania season is upon us, we will release those in the coming weeks. We have Hogan versus Warrior uh, from WrestleMania six, which was Anna's pick actually, and then a couple that I picked out in the Hardcore Battle Royal in WrestleMania two thousand, 
and Raven versus Kane versus Big Show. So one uh, one was particularly short, 15 to 20 minutes, but it was a lot of fun to go back and watch. Also, guys, we will have some premium content for you guys in the coming weeks as well. So keep your eyes on that, as well as all the other cool stuff at Fightful.com. And Anna will be back with us eventually. She's She's great to have. And, of course, we always look to have a female voice on the show for – that type of perspective and stuff. So we're going to talk to some people and have some stuff going on. But WWE Fastlane is upon us, this show. I thought the main event really delivered. I thought the women's match was was uh, above average as well. What did you think of the, of the show as a whole, Alex? Uh, you know, um, SmackDown has been so bad. Like mm-hmm. the show, the brand has been just awful and you 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 can't let that seep into your expectations for a pay-per-view because uh all these guys and women who are on smackdown um they have uh enough pride and ability to go out there and 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 take it as a a challenge everyone's thinking this show's gonna suck let's go out there and prove that that we're better than the material we're being given to work with because in the ring, we control what that is. The storylines we're being given to work with the terrible promos we're being written for us. That's stuff we can't control in the ring. Let's control that tonight. And everybody went out there and did their damnedest. And you know, like if, if you weren't watching the past few months of terrible builds for this show, if you were just like in 10 years, you're on the network and you're just watching all the pay-per-views in order in this 2017, 2018 thing, you wouldn't know how bad the build has been. You just, you just get out to, to fast lane 2018 and you watch it and go, Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. There was some damn good work in there. You, but you wouldn't know how terrible the build has yeah. been for a lot of these matches. I don't think there were any bad matches on this show. True. Like no, no flat out bad matches. There were some matches that went a little longer than they should have, but yeah. But other than that, we, we kicked off the show with Ty Dillinger and the Fashion Police defeating Mojo Rawley and Training Day. Uh, as I saw this, I was like, you know, you don't ever think of Mojo Rawley being paired with Gable and Benjamin. And then you sit there and think about it, and you're like, wow, he would be one hell of a mouthpiece for these guys, Alex. He's perfect to be a part of them. If, if there was a trios championship involved in – in uh, WWE, these three guys would be great for it because Mojo's perfect. He's the most hyped of the three of them. And as far as like your training day name for these guys, yeah, who trains more than Mojo? Like he's always like, yes. he's like if I have a couple of days off, I'm flying to Orlando to go to the Performance Center to do box jumps for twelve hours straight. Like he's a maniac. He's like he's hooking up like crazy like ox harnesses to his body and throwing the entire weight rack on a sled and just pulling it places. Like he's a nut. And and it's great. Like when you actually serious mojo, not bright yellow tights and neon stuff on the ramp and this way too happy music. Like give it over all that crap and get him in a singlet and watch that guy be super serious athlete, dude. I think it would work. Um, and this match, when they announced it, I didn't know what was happening until I was watching it on the pre-show. And they said, hey, by the way, in 20 minutes, we're going to have this thing. I was like, this is immediately the third most important match of the night for me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this So because all the people in this match, I like. I want to see them work. Um, and the match over-delivered on, on my part, uh, and they actually gave a good reason for the match to be taking place. Like, they had this confrontation backstage, and Ty Gillinger challenged him to a match. That's all I need. 
because so many of these like little pay-per-views where they're like, uh, we don't have nothing for the pre-show. Um, what's Brizongo doing? Put them in something. Like, <laughs> it's better than that if you give them actually a reason to do something. Yeah, uh, this match was it was fine. Breeze uh, <laughs> trolls Gable, who was giving him the opportunity to start from rest position. You can't wrestle chance for Mojo. We haven't heard those in a while on no, WWE that TV. Was weird, and his response to it was weird too, both in the ring and on Twitter. Like, I don't care if I can't wrestle; I'm a fighter. Like, all right, but you're a wrestler though. Yeah. So, so you might fight, but you're also a wrestler. Um. The uh, there was this one spot that I loved, which was um, Breeze selling a monkey flip from Gable by doing the full front flip face pump. And I'm like, this is why you got to get Breezango on the show more. Oh, there, I'm waiting the, until Ricochet shows up and he takes it and does another, <laughs> another and he lands flip. on his back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love Breezango. I think they're a totally lovable babyface team who are bulletproof in that you don't really expect them to win. You know, like a, a team like Brizango could could work the revival for two months and get the revival over huge as heels because they would just beat up Brizango, who everybody loves. There's yeah. a lot of things. There's there are so many great tag teams on SmackDown and so few on Raw. At least so few that are allowed to be great. Like that's the one place where SmackDown beats Raw, like oh, beats yeah. with with a like a rented mule. They're so much better in the tag division. Um, and I would like to see a little shakeup after Mania. Oh, so so would I. Ty Dillinger gets a nice hot tag. He eventually gets the win over Mojo. And this is the guy that they had win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal over Braun yep. Strowman. There you go. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was for a grunk pop. They did the whole thing for a grunk pop. Now, hey, grunk might retire. From from uh, you know yeah. or, 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 the the uh, to um, to pour one out for our it, it could be the it, that could that could be the Ronda Rousey ice bucket challenge of Gronk's career that yeah. launched it all. It could be in the to to uh, in the words of Anna Bauer, Gronskrotsky or whatever <laughs> uh, sports lord Anna Bauer. That's really um, what she's doing. She's going to try to get into the sports game. <laughs> She is. She's trying to get a sport. I got her ego too big. She knows all about the sports. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, 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 I still think that was a, a curious decision, particularly because they they had him turn on Ryder, gave him this this little mini monster push, and now he's in the pre-show, le- losing to a guy who can't get on TV. Like I, I don't I don't know what they do with these guys. The the the, the booking decisions around so many of their mid carters just baffle me. I was surprised that they thought booking Nakamura against the most over guy, at least based on verbal reaction on the roster, was a good idea. But the match was very, very good. Yeah. Aiden English wraps his intro for Rusev. How'd you feel about that? It was fine. It was fun. I mean, the, the, this and the whole thing is that um, these guys are having fun, and the fun they are having is contagious. And so they're getting people to cheer for them. But that's not in the plans for WWE. So we better punish Rusev for becoming popular by booking him to lose to another popular guy who we have a lot of plans for. I don't think that was punishment. I think that was more of more confidence than anything. Have you ever seen the movie Role Models? Mm, I've heard of it, never seen it. I can't unleash the reference on you. <laughs> uh, we get some really slow work out of the gate. Rusev powders out. Uh, then Nakamura out of nowhere pulls a nice heel hook. 
And Rusev responds with the the gunslinger, the swinging side slam. It looked really, really good. This is a more methodical pace, but it was hard hitting. It it had the feel of an NXT Nakamura match, like not quite yeah. New Japan level that we'll likely get out of the the AJ Styles match, but it was a little bit different than what we've seen on the main roster. Rusev hits a pop up knee, fall away slam, and a big big kick to get to, and then. Rusev gets the Machka kick, and it is picture perfect. It hits well. It's crisp. Nakamura sells it like a million bucks. It wasn't going to finish anything, but wow, that was that was the highlight of the match. I thought, yeah, it was. It absolutely was. It's one of those things where you watch that and you go, okay, um, if this is at all supposed to be real, there's no way you're kicking out of that if you sold it like that. Um, and it's one of those things where this is one of those the points where I'm watching going, okay, I knew Shinsuke Nakamura was winning this match going in. Um, this is, this is my, one of my pet peeves around the Royal Rumble winner. If he wins, he's got a guaranteed shot at mania. And the way they book this guy is that since the Royal Rumble, like he's rarely ever on TV. He's rarely ever wrestling because they have to keep him protected because Lord knows he can't lose any matches. So then book him to win matches. But, you you keep, you don't necessarily have to do that at the expense of one of your big fan favorites who got over entirely organically through no work of your own. He just because he's lovable got the crowd to love him, and so you don't have to necessarily keep Nakamura strong by weakening this other guy who got himself strong by himself. That's one of my pet peeves, and will always remain so. Nakamura crawls out of an accolade attempt and hits a couple of real nice Kinshasas. And I'm not a big fan of the Kinshasa. One, I just don't think they look as good as the other ones that he used to do in New Japan. And, I mean, maybe that's because he doesn't want to take the bump every night. I don't know. But, I mean, if you're on TV, on pay-per-view, go ahead and do it. Maybe it's something that he was told. Also, I think there's an injury risk in doing that. Like, that can't be easy on your body. This was a lot of fun. This match didn't mean a damn thing. And it had the Rumble winner and a Mania main eventer against a guy that never wins, and they still had the crowd on fire. So yeah. that speaks volumes about where these two guys are and the level of talent they had in the ring. And I thought this was one of Nakamura's best main roster matches that I've seen so far. Yeah, no, it certainly was because Rusev is great. And Rusev is is going to give you a great match within that. Like, There are so many things where Rusev is going to make a guy like Nakamura look small. Look, look light, and and then you can you can have a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura fight from underneath, not necessarily with like, oh, you're gonna work my my knee for twenty minutes, and then I'm gonna hit you with my knee to win, just by like being thrown around by a dude who's much bigger than him, getting kicked in the face while I'm running at him. Like those are those are great ways to make Shinsuke Nakamura look like he might lose this match, even though anyone who watches uh, WWE for more than five minutes knows there's no way. Shinsuke Nakamura is losing this match, but it's still important to get that feeling, even for half a second in the back of the back of your head. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. WWE United States Championship. Randy Orton defeated Bobby Roode to become the new United States Champion. The one of the only titles that eluded him. Uh, to explain how this one started, there was a Byron Saxton chant. Hmm. That's about how this one went. It went exactly how the, the Orton-Rude match has always went in my nightmares. Yeah. Very slow-paced, no heat until a glorious chant, 
in a DDT reversal. Rude gets sent outside and backdropped on the guardrail. Back inside the ring, Rude sunset flips, but kind of holds it there. It's not like your traditional powerbomb. Walks Orton into the middle of the ring, powerbombs him. A superplex hits for Randy Orton, and it's a real good one. The crowd doesn't seem to care, though. Then uh, a nice... Rude spine buster, but he's an RKO out of nowhere. And Orton is your new U.S. champion. This went about 20 minutes, and I was surprised Orton won because I thought it would be a schmoz ending. But given what we saw later, you see why it wasn't a schmoz ending because we already had one in a title match. But this was 70s, 80s style wrestling. Did it click for you? No, no. This is this was my least favorite match of the night. Um, I mean – yeah, this was always this is this is what it was going to be when when I when I heard that Rude and Orton were going to feud over this title. Um, uh, I know you're a fan of Babyface Bobby Rude. I am not. I mean, I'm not anymore. Not but, now. But, well, you were at the time when I was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, when he when he first came up, and, and uh, I I think he's just a natural jerk, and so like his, his character, it just feels like that. This guy is like ah, oh, I mean, he's kind of a dick isn't he um and that's that's enough to make me go i don't want to watch him win um so and i definitely don't want to watch randy orton win like he's my least favorite wrestler in the world right now i mean i, I used to like the guy in in like yeah i fun out of nowhere rko is fine by the way the rko tonight was not out of nowhere it was obvious that it was going to happen as as rude climbed the turnbuckle um those they, the right ones- now they have corbin they have rude they have Mahal, they have Mojo Raleigh, all who wrestle the same methodical, mm-hmm. simple type of thing to the point to where Rude has switched it up and like he's done the blockbuster a bunch and yeah. he started to do sunset flip power bombs to yeah. set himself apart. I'll give him the credit of where he's trying to adapt and change and uh, increase his repertoire and stuff like that. It just, just didn't connect to get above average for me. And there, this is going to be somebody's cup of tea. Right. I know that a lot of people are going to like this style of match. For me, these days, it's just not my style of match that, that I want to watch. Now, I, I could watch either of these guys go against somebody that's high, quicker paced. Not necessarily high flying, but but just quicker paced and does, does more stuff. But just watching one guy um, try to go for a DDT, but that's reversed, and try to go for an RKO, but that's reversed, and shoot him off into the ropes – Anytime you're shooting off somebody into the ropes, eh, you know, like, eh, I just I, like that's not a thing for me. Um, so uh, yeah, this was this was okay. I mean, for what it was. I mean, if you're gonna listen, do I think Randy Orton deserves to get the Grand Slam before he retires? Absolutely, the guy's a legend. Like, I mean, not anymore in my book, but certainly his longevity of his career and the stuff he was doing when he was younger. Absolutely, uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, uh, so yeah, let's get put the belt on him. Um, putting the belt on him to rehash in any way his feud with Jinder Mahal is my nightmare. Yeah, What's those burned one? the house down, didn't they? Oh God! And I'm not talking about the usual way that Randy Orton burns houses down, but yeah, in the in the in the pre-show, uh, uh, Jinder Mahal was came to the desk. And Sam Roberts asked him, well, which of these two guys would you prefer to win um, so that you face. could take them on? Uh, face, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Which would, would they prefer to win so that you would, you would go on? And yeah, I, I, I was surprised. Inter said, like, I want Randy Orton to win. 
because I beat Randy Orton over and over and over again for months. Did that, that was smart heel. That was a smart heel promo. But the thing is, he didn't say that. He was like, I don't care. I'm like, come on. Come on, yeah, Tinder. Exactly. Go out and actually, you know, like say that you can beat Randy Orton anytime, any place. Because as we saw, you can with the aid of a giant lumbering old Indian man who climbs halfway up cages. Yeah. Yikes. I would sign James Storm yesterday and put just put him back with Rude. Yeah. But uh, that ain't going to happen. Nope. Carmella and Natalia defeated Becky Lynch and Naomi. This was a pretty solid match as well. Carmella is missing James Ellsworth. He was an important part of this act. Becky hit a leg drop from the top, and there was just no give to the ring. <laughs> I saw that, and, like, Becky bounced a little bit, but the ring didn't. And I was like, oh, man, that's a bummer. Like, that's just that, – that looks painful. The old Alabama jam. Carmella, I noticed, has some lazy pins, doesn't hook the leg and stuff like that. When I've had catch wrestlers double double leg pinning me with their weight on my spine like half my life, I see this, and I'm like, that's frustrating. And when you see – I'll bring it up later on. Ruby Riot is the complete opposite. Every time she pins somebody, she looks like she really – like in her mind, she's like, hope they don't kick out of this, even if they're supposed to. But uh, that's just one pet peeve with Carmella. Loved the spot where Naomi went for the split-legged moonsault and got stopped by Carmella. Then Natalia pulled her out into a running powerbomb. Eventually, Becky ends up on the wrong end of a stratosphere by Carmella and walks into a super kick. And you know what? Honestly, as good as that that Nakamura-Rusev kick was earlier, this one wasn't far behind it. Becky can sell the hell out of this kick. Carmella can throw the hell out of it. It was great. Carmella wins. How'd you feel? Uh, the in-ring work was fine. Um, uh, I've been I've been just wondering the whole thing with Carmella and how she didn't have a match since what October or something until yeah, recently. She, she went from October until March between singles matches. Okay, so you decide let's have the first ever women's Money in the Bank match, and. You know, some people don't agree with this, but you have a man win it. Um, then uh, you have you do it over again and let the woman actually get up there and win. It's the same woman. Give it to Carmella. Okay. Hey, cool. I think she's unnatural to have this briefcase. She could lord it over people, threaten to use it over and over and over again. Let's give her a big push. And by but between June and October, they did some of that. Then in October, she basically disappeared. And now you're getting toward Mania. And Mania is like, there's only three months after Mania before June again, and she can't have the, the Money in the Bank Matt, Money Mac briefcase for more than a calendar year. She's got to use it yeah. eventually. And it looks like all signs point to her cashing in and failing. The same way the, the dude... Well, I, I don't want to say all signs be, point well, to that. One, okay. one person reported that. Well, and I, well I'm, saying is, I'm saying that if you have Asuka and Charlotte on SmackDown, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. in a second, I don't. Yes. Think, I don't think you're going to book Carmella to cash in and go over either one of them. I just don't think you're going to do it. I don't think they will do that. So that's why I'm saying all signs in my head point to that. Which means you had Baron Corbin win the men's Money in the Bank match and then fail his cash in, and you had Carmella win the Money in the Bank and then fail her cash in. Which doesn't look like you. Looks like you said, "Hey, these are our two people," and then said, "Nah, just kidding. They're not." We don't know what to do with them. We're not going to use them. And that doesn't look very good to your long-term planning. Um, 
I would love to see Carmella get a chance to actually cash in and get a small, short title run because I think she's a lot of fun and she's she's improving in the ring. The the big thing I take away from this is that I don't like what they're doing with Becky. Becky is a superstar in the ring and she should be way up near the top of, of the SmackDown women's division or Josh, put her on raw. Let her face Charlotte, uh, let her face Sasha and Bailey and Alexa again. Let her face Nia Jax in an amazing feud. Like she's, she's just treading water over here and she's so much better than that. Well, Carmella, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she did cash in and lose because I mean, that's kind of been her whole thing is that she's, right. Yeah, she wins by hook or crook or James Ellsworth, who is not there anymore. Right. We'll see. I, I thought this match wasn't wasn't too bad. Usos versus the New Day SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Usos steal several New Day moves, including the Boom Drop and the Midnight Hour. The New Day steal the Usos Splash. Everyone takes a big dive to the outside rather early in this match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Bludgeon Brothers come out and attack everyone. I'm talking black hole slam on the floor. Double suplex on the floor, overhead throw, a cross body press. Then there's this, it's like a mini collider. It's not a super collider. Yeah. And that, that makes me think, well, they should. They maybe shouldn't do that. If you got on NXT and you got guys powerbomb lifting people into the collider and powerbombing them onto each other, why do you want to do the generic version of that? Like Cause it just Because it's, it's safer? Because they did that once and nearly, and nearly killed the dude? So... <laughs> You know, <laughs> so so maybe if you're trying to make sure everybody can make it to Mania, okay, you might be safer. Except there's this one thing they did later, which might have almost killed a guy. Yeah, well, let's Tonight. talk about that. So one of the Usos is sent into the crowd with a hammer, and Xavier gets power bombed onto the stairs. Later, they said that he has a quote thoracic spine contusion. Now he may be hurt, but that's a little. A little early to diagnose such. I can tell you as a guy who's had some spinal issues in my life. Spinal. Uh, I hope Xavier's okay because his head looked like it hit. Uh, Unfortunately, couldn't get a real good look at it because the camera cut away immediately. Like, why are they taking the bumps on this? Yeah. If the camera's not going to get it. Right. Then later, they were when they they announced the thoracic spinal contusion. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they said, oh, watch this. And then they showed a, a clip and they deliberately stopped it as he was halfway toward hitting the ground and they cut away from it. So like they didn't they didn't show you the actual moment of impact because to me, it looked like the back of his head snapped yes. back and hit the corner of the steps. Like it was just the absolute wrong place to put him down because of what if, if it goes out and hits flush with, with the steel. It's hollow. It might be okay if he snaps all the way back and doesn't hit anything fine, but like the corner, like right on your external occipital protuberance, as the great uh, Gorilla Monsoon used to refer to it, um, yeah, that didn't look good. But, hey, now we know who the two guys from the New Day are going to be facing um, facing them at at Mania because I think they're probably going to write off uh, Xavier Woods uh, and get him out in that way. I think it was always the plan. And they were going to have Kofi and Big E versus the Usos versus Harper and Rowan. As as ridiculous as I think the Bludgeon Brothers are, um, Harper and Rowan are not ridiculous. No. Like when they're at the top of their game, they're really really good. And they had a, they had a match with with um, with the Shield 
long time ago. And with the Usos, like these guys can really go when they're healthy. So this triple threat, as as much as we're like, hey, another triple threat at WrestleMania, um, this one is one I want to see because the New Day and the Usos have been so great for so so many months. And adding Harper Road to the top of their games, that's it. I'm 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 all about this. Well, I want to make it clear I'm not reporting any storyline news. I don't often do that because the risk versus reward in doing that isn't that high. I know it's cliche to say plans change, but uh, they do a lot. Yeah, that's true. They do a lot. So I don't. I just flat out don't report a lot of storyline news because there's not a lot of reward with the yeah. risk. But I would – if they made this the ladder match, I'd be stoked for that. Yeah. I would be stoked for that. And then you could get – Maybe a returning Xavier Woods involved because it's a ladder match, you know, akin to the way that Rhino and Spike Dudley and Lita did back in the day. Sure. And you have other tag teams that could get involved in this as well. But the Usos got to be on that that main card. They have to oh. be on the main card after the promo they cut about this. They have to be on the main card. If 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 you have the Usos versus the New Day versus Harper and Rowan, they're on the main card. They just are. Like they're the they're, that's the marquee tag tag team match of WrestleMania. No offense to uh, Stephanie, but the marquee tag team match is is going to be these these three teams. If yeah. again, assuming they put them in a triple threat match, um, I don't think. I mean, at this point, we don't know what the bar is doing, but I don't care who they're facing. It's not bigger than this triple threat. Yeah, I would agree, unless they pull some big rabbit out of the hat or yeah, something yeah, who of that knows, nature. I guess. SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte defeated Ruby Riot to retain her championship. There was the spot early that I really liked. Riot grabbed a rear naked choke, and they both tumbled to the outside. Charlotte ran uh, Riot into the guardrail. The Riot kick lands just a couple minutes into the match after a distraction from the Riot squad, but Charlotte kicks out. Logan and Morgan try to get involved again, but Becky and Naomi come out to to even the odds. Riot applies a nice straight jacket hold that Charlotte sells really, really well. The expression on her face was was excellent. <laughs> Charlotte returns the favor with a nice rope-hung neckbreaker that I thought looked good. Charlotte got pushed from the top rope to the outside. And anytime I see that, I worry, man, hope, hope the knees are okay, because that's nasty. Then we saw... <laughs> One of the slowest suicide dives this side of Dean Ambrose. Ruby Riot needs to not do that again. Or at least if she does, just maybe not just prepare to not be caught. Right. Right. Because that's why she slowed down. I've I, I saw her in many times in NXT back when I really liked Ruby Riot. Um uh I've seen her hit that on many people. When she goes full bore through the ropes, it looks really good. But I don't I think she thought. I don't think Charlotte's ready for me. I better slow this up. Like it was one of those things where she was just unsure of her other, uh, her partner's uh, participation in the spot for a split second and had to slow up. Uh, But yeah, it did not wind up looking good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, it, it looked straight duty. Straight duty. Uh, then she's caught, rewarded accordingly with an exploder suplex into the guardrail. That looked awesome. Then Charlotte hit a moonsault press off the rails, and I thought that fit very well. I'm glad that she started to do those against people that are standing up. She has for a while, but she used to try on grounded opponents, and the moonsault just didn't look good. She has adjusted it to where it does because, I mean, she's used to landing on her feet. Yeah. So, uh, just go with it. Just go with it. I thought it. I thought it looked really good. A super Frankensteiner in the ring for Riot that also looked really good. And, and like I said, after this, Ruby Riot pins like she means it. Like, even though this is the work, she wants to pin that person. She doesn't want them to kick out. I love the double leg pin all the way on the upper half of the body. That is a hell of a pin. Hats off, Ruby Riot. I see you. Charlotte starts lighting up Riot with some chops and. Around this time, Charlotte and Riot fall off the same page and out of the same book. Because Riot like messes up a spot where she's waiting for a chop. Then there's this weird spot that sends Riot into the second rope. And I don't know what it is, but she had to do like a complete revolution and fall on the second rope. It was what do you a, think was supposed to happen there? I, I was is this I like was, the, I think it was the little neck breaker over the knee and then Yeah, that was back, weird. but I thought you were talking about the uh, reverse Alabama slam thing onto the top. No, that looked great. Yeah, that 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 looked fine. Uh, yeah, no, this this match they were a little a little off in certain in certain spaces. That that suicide dive spot and then this this weird neck breakery thing. Um, but on the whole, I thought I thought the match did a lot to um, to further Ruby Riot's inclusion at the top of the division. Yeah, and this whole thing has been about her anyway. The the debut of the riot squad. I just, I'm still just sitting here wondering why did you bring Logan and Morgan in? What is, what have they done with, with Morgan? Nothing. She could have helped on NXT. And as I've mentioned before, Sarah Logan is on SmackDown because road dog saw her cut a promo on the May young classic and said, Oh, I need her. I got to have her. And then the reason that they brought her up was because of that promo. They gave her a couple of promos and they're like, ah, not that yeah. great. I mean, yeah. Yep. Not so not great that we're going to send you back to NXT where you probably should be, but you know, yeah, I still I, I will scream it from the rooftops. She should be an NXT managing more machine. That should be her deal. Should have always been. Belly to back suplex and a big boot start a great series where uh, Riot pulls uh, Charlotte into a small package, and then Charlotte gets a reverse Alabama slam into the buckles. I love that spot. 
That was really great. Fin- the figure eight finishes Riot off. This was a solid match. If like on my match ratings, I start at five and the, the, the rating either slides up or down the scale from there. I would have had this at over a seven, which is what I consider a really good match. If they just wouldn't have been off the page the three or four different times. But other than that, I thought it was an above average match. And I thought that both women uh, in the future, I would love to see this ran, ran back like way down the line. I'm not talking like SmackDown or anything, which is what they're probably going to do. But I thought they worked well together outside of those, those spots. Yeah, no, I, I, I think so too. Um, I, I was a huge Ruby Riot fan when she was in NXT, like, like huge. Um, I loved that she was this, counterculture baby face all tatted up and punk rock and they they didn't make her into like the whole you see you're all just a poser man and i was like oh she's really true she's true to herself yeah and and people really loved her in nxt and they brought her up and the first thing main roster does was like no no see you should be you're like you're like against the system right so like you hate the regular people right so you should like call them they're like fakers and posers and you get everything handed to you like you should do that because that's the way people who look like you talk and think um and sometimes it is but sometimes it isn't and it so rarely is the opposite of that stereotype that you can get over as a baby face by just being this person who's a great fighter and happens to have tattoos all over her body you know, as opposed to I'm tatted up because I hate the man, man, like whatever. Okay. Um, so then, I they, have... then they ran it right there on Tuesday. Yeah. Right, they right went there. there. Right there. And she is, she's made for the main roster, the way okay. she can deliver promos, the sure. way that she works. It, it's, it, she is a, a woman that the main roster would like and would need. She made her NXT uh, TV debut on March 22nd of 2017. She made her uh, WWE main roster pay-per-view singles women's title match debut on March 11th of 2018. That's less than a year. That's that's a major deal and shows that they have a lot of they have a lot of confidence her and uh, and they I think she has a lot of potential. What doesn't show that they have confidence her and her potential is that they brought her up and made her this total stereotype heel, you know, who hates the man, man. And gave her bad promos to do. Like, let her be herself. And, like, let her go in the ring. She proved it tonight. She was healing it up great, though. Like, I love when Becky and Naomi are on the outside. She's got uh, uh, Charlotte in that straight jacket. And she's like, look at them. Look at your friends. They're going to watch you fail. Like, that's good healing. I like that. You're like, you, you give them that? That's good. But some of these canned promos are just not helping her out on the main roster. She's got the delivery down. It's it's what we always say. It's it's the subject matter they're given. Like I hear Naomi speak as her all the time, and yeah, like man, that's somebody I can get behind. That's somebody that I'm interested in. And then I hear her have to recite these lines, and she's just not good at that. That's yeah. As much as they have to act, they're not actors all the time. Yeah, it doesn't always work like that. Doesn't always work like that. After this, Asuka's music hits. Asuka comes out to the ring, doesn't say a word, points at the sign. Between Asuka's body language and Charlotte's body language, which Charlotte, without saying anything, ready for it. The heat from the crowd was just 
Ooh, it was good. This is going to be a good one. Oscar versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. These two girls are going to tear the house down, Alex. Oh yeah, no. This is what I'm really looking forward to. Without reporting anything, what I hope to be, uh, what should be, three women's singles matches at Mania. Each one of them trying to outdo the other. Do I think Alexa and Nia, if that is the what happens on Raw, has any prayer of topping Sasha Bailey and this? No. But do I think they're going to try? Yeah. And that's always good. But Sasha Bailey and Charlotte Asuka on the same card, you could talk me into those being the two best singles matches uh, on, on the card. Because, listen, I loved the, the match that AJ and Nakamura had, we're going to talk this about this later, uh, had at, at, at Wrestle Kingdom. Do I think the WWE is going to let them do that kind of stuff? No, I don't. I think it's going to be WWE-ified. I want to be proven wrong. Prove me wrong, WWE, but I'm, I'm not necessarily sold on that being as great as some people are thinking it's going to be. But Asuka and Charlotte in WWE style, I feel like can do a really, really great match. And I was talking about this to somebody on Twitter. Not, at this point, I'm fully expecting Charlotte to win. Simply because in Vince's mind, who better to break Asuka's streak than Charlotte Flair, as we have said, the greatest women's champion of all time, and Ric Flair's daughter, who is the record holder for most men's championships of all time. She's genetically superior. That's going to be the person who beats Asuka's streak. I don't want it to be. I think Asuka should lose to somebody who really needs that bump. But um, but who knows? But I, I think that this match, regardless, is going to be great. I do too. Like right now, there are several contenders for headlining WrestleMania. Yeah. I would guess, guessing Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, because it's going to be a good match. Crowd's probably going to go home happy no matter what, because if AJ Styles beats Nakamura, don't know that a lot of people are going to be upset. They threw this one on there. I wouldn't be upset. Would not be upset. Uh, Last year, we had 13 matches at WrestleMania. I think we have. Five confirmed right now. Yeah. This year. And <laughs> Kevin Owens joked about being rumored for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I re- it, he really shouldn't be in it unless they're they're making an effort to make it something. But they've had every chance over the past several years to make it something. They ruined it the first year when they <laughs> immediately had Cesaro like they they ruined his push after that. They tried to make him go with yeah. Heyman, and that was a nice spot and everything, but the people wanted to cheer him. He was a baby face. Mm-hmm. They ruined it the next year with Big Show. It just wasn't wasn't right. It wasn't yeah. right. I mean, you could have him win, sure, whatever. And then they had Baron Corbin win. Okay, cool. You were debuting with him, but what happened after that? Nothing. Same with Mojo Rawley. They've taken something that they reinvented in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It was supposed to mean something because it used to just be a pre-show battle royal that sometimes didn't even make it onto DVD. Sometimes they didn't even mention on the broadcast. Like I think Viscera won one one time. Yeah, for the love of God, um, make it mean something. That way, these people don't have to feel ashamed to be in it or embarrassed to be in it. That's all I'm saying. Thirteen matches on the show last year. There were two matches that went under 
nine and a half minutes. That was Brock Lesnar Goldberg, which didn't need to go any longer than it did. And the SmackDown Women's Championship, which went five and a half. And that was, eh, you know. So these matches get some time. So all these matches, it, to me, if you're working a WrestleMania match and you're going over 10, 11 minutes, you can go balls to the wall. It's a long show. You can do that, make your match good. I watched Marty Scurll and Punishment Martinez the other night in 10 minutes squeeze in a match that I gave an 8 out of 10, which is really, really high on my scale. You can do cool, special stuff in 10 minutes, and that's what a lot of these people are going to do. And, uh, yeah, WrestleMania on paper, in the ring, this could be a really, really great show. Well, I'll tell you what, in the ring, the WWE Championship match was great, I thought. An amazing match. Uh, I took a wild stab at this before and said that this was going to be better than the six-pack challenge at WWF Unforgiven 1999. And it beat it out by a smidge. Styles rocking the powder blue gear. I see you, playboy. I see. Everybody's been getting new new gear for pay-per-views lately. Like yeah. even, even the fast lanes of the world. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's a mandate or anything like that, but uh, it does certainly like, seem like they're trying to one-up each other. Um, Becky Lynch had some new gear tonight. Looked like she went to the same gear maker as Seth Rollins. She was straight fired. That was, uh, interesting. Um, how did they not team them in the mixed match challenge? They should, you know, well, they're on different brands. That's true. They can't, they can't interact because as we all know, only (laughs) one night a year, blah, 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 blah. Cena hits, uh, AA's. On everybody but AJ Styles. Quite a way to kick off the match. Styles counters this. And I loved this spot where everybody circles John Cena and then kicks his ass. Because why wouldn't they after that? Right. Sure. It made sense. Styles is in the ring. Tries to grab everyone with a quick pin but can't. His moonsault. Reverse DDT on Zayn. Chef finger kiss. Dot Jif. Ziggler nails Cena with a great DDT, but KO comes off the top with a bullfrog splash. Zigzag on Corbin. Then he walks into the fiery Cena comeback. He shares a five-knuckle shuffle. Pause. With Zayn. One of my favorite counters in recent WWE memory. Ziggler counters an AA with a fame answer. That was awesome, Alex. Yeah, they're, they're, that's almost the exact same counter uh as when he did that to cm punk out of a gts uh several years ago uh that's that's probably in my top five counters all time and he pulled it out tonight again and an aa and i was like ah ah," i popped for that in my on my couch uh that's a great this is the whole thing is that as much as i can't stand what they're doing with dolph as a character i've always liked him in the ring like I've always thought he could go in the ring. Like he, yeah, he does steal the show. He is, he is the, the showstopper. But a record scratch, and uh, and a whole like, you guys don't deserve me. I'm giving up this U.S. title. I show up at the Royal Rumble in, in like six weeks, and then I'll get eliminated in three minutes. Like that's not his fault. That's bad writing. But he in the ring can go, and and he proved that tonight. Like his zigzags always great. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that he did in a match tonight that proved he belonged. But uh, but his reason for being there didn't make a lot of sense. You gave him too much credit. He got eliminated in two minutes. There you go. 
Corbin has one of the best minutes of his career. This is after a Styles clash and scene of pins broken up. I, I hate that he does the boss man spot all the time, but KO made it look like a million bucks, got turned inside out. And then one of the better deep sixes we've ever seen on Styles. And when Corbin gets a guy who's light, oh boy. Oh boy. If he let go of him, he, he might still be spinning. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad he didn't invent that move last year because they would have named it the fucking fidget spinner, and you know they would have. And you know Michael Cole or Corey Graves or Byron would have made a reference. Maybe. Oh, it's like a fidget spinner. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am on record as being a closet uh, Baron Corbin fan. I really like the guy in the ring. Uh, I think I think he can go uh, when they, when they let him do something like like stuff like this. Like here, you got a minute and just beat everybody up with crazy yeah. stuff. I I, I agree. I understand the people who don't like who like the boss man spot, but for me, he's found a perfect counter to being sl- to being slung into the corner. If his opponents don't throw him into the corner, he can't do that spot. That's a spot that he does because he's figured out how to counter that move. That's fine. Whatever. In nights like tonight, where he does it to KO and KO sells it like that, that's great. Uh, the deep six, amazing. Um, I, I love that they decided this is how we're going to get rid of Corbin. We're going to have him chase Ziggler out and out into the crowd and put him through the hockey glass. That was cool. I mean, that was fun. This is there. There, I love the spots where they figure out how to get somebody out of it for like five, ten minutes, or or permanently for the rest of the match. I love when they figure out cool spots of doing that. So that, that eliminates Ziggler and Corbin, essentially. Cena sends Styles to the announcer's table at ringside. And in the ring, Zayn lays down for KO. But KO tries to pick him up. Zayn hits a small package in the process, and then they just start swinging. And this is the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens that we know, that we've seen them go to time after time after time. Zayn backdrops KO on the apron and yells at Shane McMahon at ringside, who's there for some reason. KO accidentally super kicks Shane McMahon and Zayn capitalizes with a torpedo DDT. Back inside the ring, Ziggler reappears and KO hits a pop-up powerbomb on him. But Shane McMahon pulls the ref out. Yep. Zayn with a haluva kick on KO. Shane McMahon pulls Zayn out. There is no discussion. Shane McMahon is the asshole in this situation. Oh, 1,000%. And if I, so help me God, if I get on this show Tuesday, and you've got, who the hell's the lead commentator, Tom Phillips? Yeah. you got Tom Phillips making a case for Shane McMahon on commentary. I'm going to snap. Even Byron Stack- Saxton was like, well, I mean, I can understand why he would do that to Kevin Owens, but that's, that's just going too far, a little too far. With yeah. Sammy Zayn and and Byron Saxton it, over the course of this ridiculous storyline has been one thousand percent in Shane O'Mac's corner. So if you got Byron Saxton wavering, you must have done some pretty underhanded, devious stuff. I mean, I pride myself on the people I pick for this podcast. I trained for a long time as a wrestler, and I, I like to break that down. And I got you. And I got Jeff, and I've had Anna, who have acting experience and comedy experience. They can kind of evaluate the intricacies of developing a character and things like that. And we we focus a lot on 
what makes sense on a wrestling show. Yeah. There is no way that you could advocate for Shane McMahon in this situation mm-hmm. without being a blind oath yeah. on commentary or whatever it is. Unfortunately, that's often what WWE portrays their commentators, their referees, their officials as. Right. They, they, I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I, so help me God if we hear Tom Phillips right. make an argument on commentary on Tuesday we're getting demonetized within the first five minutes of that show. Anna will be there in spirit. So <laughs> Baron Corbin has stairs and he beats up everybody with them. Like he yeah. w- he acted like it was SmackDown versus Raw 2006 and he was just spamming that shit. John Cena <laughs> took, took them away and AAs him on the stairs and then pins Corbin on the stairs. Which is not a thing. You can't do that. This isn't a hardcore match. No. It's not a false count anywhere match. If it was a false count anywhere match, either Corbin or Ziggler would have won because yeah. they would have pinned the other guy out there by the, like just roll over and put an arm on him. He's yeah, done. How can you even have a false count anywhere <laughs> six man match? You're gonna need like at least five refs for that. So you have yeah. to pin their shoulders in the middle of the ring. Yeah. It's still a thing. Like you know, there there was the time back in the day where um, in the hardcore match where somebody got pinned on the wall and stuff. That's false count anywhere. Yeah. Whatever. And I've had people say, well, why do people try to get to the ropes in no DQ matches? Well, because the, the person doesn't have to break the submission, but they cannot be submitted outside the plane of the ring because that's like put stepping out of bounds and trying to shoot a shot. I mean, it's not going to count. It doesn't right. work that way. Super kick from Ziggler and AA to Ziggler, pop up power bomb to KO, and then out of nowhere, Styles with a phenomenal forearm for the win. This was an amazing match, outstanding match. WWE does these types of matches very, very well. I don't know that anybody does them better than WWE does. Yeah, um, I, I think it's very interesting because uh, a lot of the uh, build up, and rightfully so, was. Um, the ridiculousness of Shane O'Mac because <laughs> it used to be <laughs> God, this feels like literally years ago. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. That was it. A triple threat. And because Shane O'Mac has this ridiculous hatred for Kevin Owens and for Sami Zayn. Uh, going back to like pre Hell in a Cell, like like September, um, he said, "No, no, no, that gives them an advantage." So I know what I'm going to do to punish them. I'm going to add Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler to the match, and now it's a five way. And then they added Cena later. But the whole point of that, what they figured out, was that basically AJ was Shane's guy, but. Um, but that's not the case because then you made it harder for AJ. So the whole story leading up to this was that AJ uh, had the odds stacked against him. And when he goes through the table and Corey Graves is like, oh, all of his WrestleMania dreams just went through a table. Um, and he never, we didn't see him again until that um, springboard, um, you know, phenomenal forearm, yeah. which won it. 
Like, I thought that was great that, like, he was out. There was no chance of him doing that until he hits one move at the end and wins it. Like, that was a really great build um, for this match, for this particular spot to happen. But it must be said, what the hell are they doing with this Shane and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing? Because even, even even if you and I are like, this guy's the asshole, right? He's the biggest heel in the company. He should but, be. But you don't, you know, damn well he's going to get Shane O'Mac chance from these idiots at SmackDown. What would you do if, like, in the AFC conference <laughs> game, Yeah. like, there's a field goal to win it, and Roger Goodell runs out on the field and blocks that thing? Yeah, this would be great. <laughs> if Roger Goodell... If that's Roger, a skit. It's a listen your boy intro right there. It is, yeah. If Roger Goodell <laughs> runs out and blocks the the Patriots kicker from kicking the field goal to win because he just hates Tom Brady so much. Uh and, and oh screw you, Bob Kraft. Um or he hates <laughs> doesn't he hate that he hates the Cowboys now. Every owner thinks that Goodell hates them the most. <laughs> um so that's fine. Listen, um I'm, there, I'm, there are a few more parallels than I would like to admit in that regard, true. I guess. Um, I, uh, I'm all for Shane O'Mac being the authority figure who's this heel who just who screws up everybody. But then you have to really go for it in that way. Like, then you got to find a guy who is the baby face who goes against that. Like, who does he fight against? And you're also presenting Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as these big heels who are a-holes, who can't get along, who, you know. So, you know what I mean? Like, this just doesn't make any sense. I'm fine with it, but, like, it it appears to me that you're getting, like, from the stare down near the end of this, it appears to me we're getting some version of another triple threat to me. Of Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at Mania, which would bring a close to this ridiculous, what, six-month story that they've been building since Hell in a Cell. At least it would. At least it wouldn't be the terrible rumored Dolph Ziggler versus Shane McMahon thing that came out this week that somebody was saying. At least it wouldn't be that because that would be like, oh yeah, sure, we'll throw that together in the last three weeks. Like it would be so SmackDown to try and pull something like that out for Mania. Uh, at least they're not abandoning this thing they've been ruining SmackDown with for six months. Yeah. Guys, head over to Fightful.com. I have my uh, match ratings and podcast notes. I also do those for Raw, SmackDown. Do them for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I do them for every major pay-per-view, uh, NXT, stuff like that. If this is your first time checking us out. We do post-Raw, post-SmackDown shows. We have our flagship wrestling show on Wednesdays. Myself and the owner of Fightful.com, Jimmy Van, very successful businessman, talk wrestling, have a guest, uh, talk some of the dumber news stories of the week. It is Definitely uh, an even more loose show, which you wouldn't expect, but it is. Also, we have tons of MMA podcasts, post shows, quiet MMA month this month, heading into WrestleMania weekend. That's going to be psycho. I think I'm doing three shows the night before WrestleMania. Hot dog. They just had to do it. Why'd they do that, Alex? I don't know, man. Why couldn't a Ring of Honor ran Friday during the Hall of Fame? What? What? What I was told, somebody tweeted at me, and I don't know if this is the case, that for a while, WWE had NXT on Friday. Mm. 
And and when and that's what and and so they said, our Ring of Honor said, okay, then we'll do Saturday. Yeah. And then some people are saying on purpose to screw over Ring of Honor. WWE switched it and put NXT on Saturday. That wouldn't surprise me because I think the Hall of Fame and NXT are in the same venue. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm going to be speaking to a lot of people who are running shows, who are doing WrestleMania shows, WrestleMania weekend shows. So you all can hear those guests on the list and your boy. I'm going to go in depth with them on like what, what the process is like in running shows like this, uh, how far out you have to plan. How do you book talent? There are so many different shows going on. What if you miss out on a talent? Lots of cool stuff there. Now, Alex always has off the track with a train articles that are a lot of fun to read. He covers the lighter side of wrestling. But you can go to Fightful.com and get all the wrestling content you need. We don't make you click on like five or six different articles with one little video in it. We put those in our Fight Size updates in the morning and the evening. That way you can get all the lesser news, the unimportant news, all in one while we cover the bigger stories. And we have a ton of exclusives. There aren't a lot of websites that will bring you more exclusive content than Fightful.com. So definitely give us a try if you haven't. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe, all that stuff. Alex. What do you got going on? I don't know. We'll see what crazy, stupid stuff ha- happens uh, this week. Uh, I'll tell you what I have going on uh, on Tuesday night is more 205 Live. It continues to be the, oh, the, yeah. most, the most compelling uh, show uh, on WWE right now for me. I'm looking forward to these next two uh, semifinal matches and the final at Mania so much because there's so many things I can do with it. Um, and I'm counting down until uh, t- NXT TakeOver. No spoilers here. You can find them out there. But from the last taping, uh, the direction they're going with a lot of stuff, oh, I'm so excited for that, for, for NXT TakeOver in New Orleans. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I am, too. I yeah. am, too. Uh, that, that show is looking like it is on fire. Yeah. Um, really excited for EC3 to appear on Impact and to win the briefcase for the <laughs> North American Championship match. <laughs> NXT, yeah, uh, gonna be great. My God, oh wow! Well, this is breaking news. WWE star Jeff Hardy arrested Saturday evening, driving oh. while impaired in Cameron County, North Carolina. Oh. Uh, I will, man. We will definitely be writing up a story on that, and I we will follow up and talk about that on tomorrow night's Raw podcast. Head over, guys. Fightful dot com. Thank you. We're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.